I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head, a safe place to hide a hurting heart, a gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. I think I did it. I think I just figured out a, a statement that can save you about six years of your life. Think about it this way. If you put all of your telephone conversations together, wouldn't it take you about maybe six years to get off of a call with somebody you like? Now, it's not a problem with somebody you don't care about, you know, like a telemarketer or someone to whom you owe money, you know, or, or worse yet, some politician on one of those robocalls. I mean, you just, if that's the case, you just say goodbye and you hang up. But when it's somebody you like, you, you're going to find yourself saying things like, hey, I better let you go or uh, see you around or, you know, take care, drive carefully. That's a really useless thing to say. Take it easy, that kind of stuff, you know? Words that are just noise. Now, it used to be that you could say, hey, um, I have to go piddle. But now people know that you're on a wireless phone anyway, so it's not really an excuse. I guess you could say, I just noticed the house is on fire. But that would require quite an explanation the next time your friend came to visit, wouldn't it? One lady I know used to say, whoops, my husband just pulled into the driveway. <laughs> But that only works under very special circumstances. One time I tried, sadly, I must leave you because my hair just caught fire and I have to go soak my head. <laughs> for some reason, I never heard from that guy again. No, 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 no. What we have needed for so long is the opposite of the word hello. A catch-all statement that definitively puts an end to a phone conversation without offending anybody or, or making you lie too much. It, we, we need this simple but effective statement to terminate a phone conversation with anyone without hurting anybody's feelings. A statement so simple, so empathetic, and so believable that even one of the pimple people could understand. You know, it has to be a statement with class, with feeling, with urgency. In short... This must be a statement that any Louie Louie generation guy or gal can use with confidence, clarity, even a touch of elan. This has to be a statement that we can make to a friend or a relative, or to a guy asking for contributions to the local police benefit fund. It has to be a statement that you can make comfortably, even when the only real reason that you have to end the conversation is that it's just gone on too long, you know? And you've been in that situation, and it came to me just now while I was sitting here in my big, comfortable black leather papa chair in my living room talking with my buddy Al on the phone. Actually, I was mostly listening to my buddy Al, who has been known to go on for long enough so that you need three battery changes for your wireless phone in a single conversation. <laughs> Al was in the broadcasting business, and he can talk for about five minutes without taking a breath. But, he, but he's a buddy, you know, and you don't just say goodbye and hang up on a buddy. So would you like me to tell you what that one simple statement that can end the conversation politely, firmly, 
and with a pretty good chance that after you use it, when you call your friend back, you won't always get his answering machine. Would you like me to tell you that statement? Good. Dick's Details, a bunch of totally unimportant stuff for you to stuff in one ear so you can squeeze the important stuff that's keeping you awake at night out the other ear and you can nod off comfortably to sleep. The Chinese province of Z-H-E-J-I-A-N-G. I think you probably say that Zhang, huh? Anyway, they now fine hotels and bars 5,000 won. Y-U-A-N, which is their money. It's about $600 worth. If those hotels and bars do not provide condoms for their patrons. That new law was announced last November 13th, which they declared Condom Day. And this is no kidding. They, they must have had quite a, quite a parade on Condom Day, you suppose? The Pew Poll, which I think is a stinky name for a poll, if you ask me. But anyway, the new Pew Poll survey says that 75% of Americans claim their lives are happy. 75%. So, how come all we ever hear about on the news is the other 25%? Tell me. And in 1987, the smart guys in the white lab coat archaeologists found a 1,400-year-old lump of cheese in Italy. And they said it was still edible. <laughs> Not on my hamburger. Dicks the tails. They take your mind off your mind. Isn't it in the Bible where they say, many are called, but few are called back? Something like that? Huh? Actually, I think you'll agree with me that there are very few people who don't become more interesting when they stop talking. So here it is. The one statement that can make your friends more interesting on the telephone. The opposite of the word hello when you want to end a phone conversation with someone you like. Here's what you do. You wait until your friend takes a breath, and then you jump in and you say, Whoops, my digital just beeped. I've got to go. I'll call you tomorrow. And you hang up quickly. Zap. Done. Over. And nobody will be offended. Because who wants to argue with your digital, huh? Nobody. It's perfect. Come on, copy this down. Whoops, my digital just beeped. I've got to go. I'll call you tomorrow. Then you hang up quickly. It's the answer. It's the answer to not wanting to hurt your friend's feelings by letting the answering machine take his call because you just don't want to talk right now. Think about it. Whoops, my digital just beeped. I've got to go. I'll call you tomorrow. Then you hang up quickly. No other explanations. Sometimes even women don't want to talk. You know, sometimes, come on. Women say they like to talk more than we do because they have more to say than we do because they are smarter than men. Uh, oh, yeah? I always say. <laughs> oh, yeah? If she's smarter than me, how come she married me and I married her, huh? Answer me that. Of course, it's really true that sometimes guys ought to be a lot more careful about the way we talk. And there is a story about that in the Bedtime Stories personal audio CD. It's called Mr. Smalltalk.
you married Mr. Smalltalk, a nice, hard-working guy who sprays his car with air freshener and hangs his trousers up carefully before he makes love. His conversations are full of how's the weather, sports scores, kind of stuff that mostly fills empty spaces with sounds. He even asked you to marry him in Smalltalk. He said, we could get married if you like. You were in your late 20s and very tired of the dating game. And you couldn't think of any particular reason to say no, so you said yes. Well, predictably, your marriage is like most of your conversations. Small talk casual. It's not bad, just sort of distant. And that's okay because you like your space and he's even got some money. You're a bright woman. You run your own business and you ride your quarter horse in shows. You love the challenge of both. You set your own schedule, so you take time each day for a ride. The exercise feels good, and so does the teamwork that you and your horse are teaching each other. After your ride, you usually stop at a neighborhood diner for lunch and a few laughs with the other regulars. One of them is a flight instructor at the small airport down the road. You first noticed him because he was obviously trying not to notice you. He didn't stare. He just couldn't seem to stop his eyes from flicking your way. It surprised you because your everyday riding outfit is a pair of worn, stretchy jeans and an old, long-sleeved, blue turtleneck sweater under a plaid flannel shirt with a green down vest. You get muddy and sweaty when you ride, and your hair gets scrunched down inside your helmet. It's not exactly sexy. His opening line was, Hi, this place is pretty crowded today. Do you mind if I share your table? He's a very ordinary-looking guy. Average height. Worn brown leather jacket, couple of gray streaks and curly brown hair. Ray-Ban sunglasses, t-shirt, jeans, and scuffy sneakers. He said, I noticed that you dressed for horseback riding. I had a horse. Most people don't understand how delicate they are for such big, powerful creatures. He spoke quietly and easily about how often horses die from things like a broken heart. He had the kind of deep gravelly voice that would make you feel safe and comfortable if it were coming out of the PA system in an airliner in bad weather. You began to look forward to your lunchtime conversations. You had the kind of sense of humor that covers a deep, lonely streak, like a wound that is healed but still hurts. He's shy. He only talks about things that are important to him. Small talk is simply not his style. When he talks about the weather, it's with a pilot's respect for the life and death power of nature. But he certainly has a small life. His airplane, his collection of jazz CDs, and now his lunchtime meetings with you. He sees things that are too small for most people to notice. The way sunlight catches bits of dust in the air. The way your eyes change color when you laugh. The secrets the other diners are giving away with small changes in their body language. He's a widower. He's a little down on his luck. Flight instructors don't make very much money. Until last year, he was a co-pilot with an airline that didn't make it. His job crashed the day after his wife was killed in a traffic accident. Then one day he said, I might come out to watch you ride sometime after lunch. And today he did it. Nobody ever came out to watch you ride, even when you went to shows. He just stood outside the barn with his arms folded and... When he caught your eye, he smiled, and you were so surprised, you got off your horse, you ran over to him, and you wrapped both your arms around one of his, and you leaned your head against his shoulder. There was a trace of engine smell in the soft brown leather of his jacket, 
and more than a trace of surprise in his eyes. His arms automatically meet a ring around your shoulders. Without thinking, you laid your cheek against his chest and you slipped your hand under his jacket and shirt and you were rubbing slowly up and down his back. He took a quick, deep breath that sounded like an old wound breaking open. And then without a word, he loosened his arms so you could step back if that's what you wanted to do. But you didn't, because you couldn't move. The message in his eyes was steady and clear. If you stay where you are, please don't ever expect me to be just your friend. No confusion, no protection, no words. You knew you needed to speak. You needed to say no, but you couldn't. There was only the rustle of your breathing and his quiet heartbeat. And then a deep, powerful male sound came up from somewhere unprotected inside him. It wasn't a word, it was just a sound, but it filled all the space between you with a quick, soft shock. And you were suddenly safe, but warm and dangerously naked in his arms. The time for small talk in your life may be past. Some women get stuck being a, a roll-around-in-the-mud-kind-of-tomboy type. Other women are the frilly, frilly type, you know? She wasn't the type. She was herself. And he was amazed. She was a good girl for a long time. But in that instant, when he, when he looked at her that way, in that instant, the good girl became a hurt, and wanting woman. And I think there are some people listening right now who would understand. The story is called Mr. Smalltalk. It's from the Bedtime Stories personal audio CD. If you like it, you can just keep this podcast. Or if you want a fresh copy, just go back to DickSummer.com, download it from the Bedtime Stories icon on the homepage. Oh my gosh, I've really enjoyed our time together, but my digital just beeped. I've got to go. I'll talk to you next week. Time to tuck you in now. I'm Dick Summer, and I hope you'll come back soon for a gentle place to fall. Quiet place to rest your head. Safe place to hide a hurting heart. Nice and easy now. Couple of deep breaths. Come on. There you go. Just one more. That's better. All the way to sleep. All the way to sleep. Good night.